Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Welcome in. We got a lot to get to today. Wait to hear what Cliff Kingsbury had to say about uh, coaching in college. If he misses it, Brady Quinn will join us later on this hour as he is live at the Combine in Indy. We will talk some quarterback talk and. Uh, where will Amari Cooper play? Because uh, the story out of Dallas is the Cowboys are about to cut Amari Cooper. So we got that. Brandon Whedon will join us. We'll talk to him about some of these up-and-coming quarterbacks, hand size, and, uh, and, and, and all the draft hullabaloo, as well as get his take on Kyler Murray and some of the other stuff. So we, we got a lot to get to today. Let me start with a um, fun topic, an easy topic. And that's that the Lakers are not a good basketball team. Well, we get a, we we can find ways to disagree on a lot of things. You know, I got people in Oregon who message the show, and we're on in Portland, we're on in Eugene, that I'm the worst. I should never talk about basketball again because I said Damian Lillard might, Lillard might be the most overrated player ever, and they lose their mind because Damian Lillard's their guy, and. I probably shouldn't, but I choose to respond. And like one of my responses, like, "Okay, is Damian is Damian Lillard better than Jokic? Better than Giannis? Better than LeBron? Better than Steph? Better than Harden? Better than Durant? <laughs> right? Like, well, I want to want to keep going. Okay, is he better than Kawhi? You know, I I would even say that that because he's not a particularly good defensive player, um. I would say that Paul George has greater value in terms of as a, as a player. He's a better shooter and scorer, but does he make everybody better and does he play both ends of the floor? I mean, he's not Carmelo in his prime, but even Carmelo in his prime, as good a scorer as Damian Lillard is, Carmelo is better and a better rebounder. Now they're particularly good defensive players. Right? And by the way, they both kind of topped out the conference finals. So, like, I you kind of go through this whole list of guys, like, well, he's not better than Steph. He's probably not as impactful as Clay, right? He's not Kawhi. He's not LeBron. He's not Anthony Davis. He's not Jokic. He's not um, uh, Joel Embiid. He's not Kevin Durant, right? Like all of these guys. So you're like, okay, so remember, I'm naming ten, at least 10 current NBA players. So you mean to tell me that there are that he's better than everybody outside of those 10 and, you know, what is it, 64 other guys? Historically, his, so, no, he's a great player. He's just not that great. But you get people who, so my point is, we can argue about a lot of different things. A lot of different things. You know? And if you want to go back and forth and try and prove to me that that Damian Lillard is better than Luka, good luck. Have fun. It's not, but have fun. 
Right? He's not a top 75 player of all time. That would make no sense to me. Those things we can argue back and forth about. You know what we can't argue? The Lakers are a bad basketball team. They got run out of their building last night. And um, remember, this is the Clippers who don't have Kawhi, who don't have Paul George. And, and there's been a lot of talk about our treatment of the Lakers, fans' treatment of the Lakers. I'll give you my thoughts in a second. First, here's Charles Barkley on the Lakers. Chuck, who's playing in this game? The Clippers and? The Clippers and the team from Southern California. Oh, you won't say that name. You're still not I'm not, the talk, I'm not talking is, about is there, is there a point at which you said, okay, I'm now I'm going to say their name? If they win a playoff game. So you're not going to say the word Lakers for the rest of the The rest of the season. season. I'm not talking about these damn losers. We be, the, the, Between us, between the nitwits of TNT and the nitwits with ESPN, we talk about these losers more than any people in the world. I, I would say we talked about them a lot. Thank Here's Russell Westbrook having an exchange with Bill Orem, who covers the team. Has it been difficult for you to process the fact that it hasn't happened the way you guys envisioned it and you guys are... There have been booze, there's been everything that, you know, probably everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials to, to absorb? Um, what did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say, based on what I envision, I want to know what you think I envision. I would but you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being in a Is the season over? It, it certainly isn't on. Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. So what did you envision since you, you, you spoke for me? I want to know what, what you thought I envisioned. I mean, I've been at every press conference you've had this year, and you've talked about, especially at the beginning, you talked about what this could look like. Obviously, you envisioned a successful season. It, to your point, sure, could still happen. But where you guys are trending right now, it hasn't. That, I mean, do you, you still answer my question. You, what did I envision? You, you said you envisioned this to be a certain way. I want to know what you... Did you envision it to look like this? I had no, I had no expectations. See, that's why you don't know. You don't know what I envisioned. I had no expectations. I come into every situation um, the same. Uh, the last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times. So, my envision of kind of thinking everything gonna be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. I'm more confused than ever. Here's Draymond Green on his podcast talking about the Lakers fans booing. To get booed by your own fans, like, it's very distasteful and disgraceful. And I was shocked to see that. Like, I, I thought that was pathetic. I, I thought it was extremely pathetic. And like I said, I thought it was very distasteful from a fan base of an organization that has the most championships in the NBA. Like, let's not be so, like, spoiled brats. Like, it's okay to be spoiled. Yeah, you can 100% be spoiled. We all get spoiled by things at times at one point in our life or another. But let's not be brats. And, and, and that was about as bratty as something that I've seen, considering that this team just won a championship not even a full two years ago. And, and now you're booing? Like, I thought that was utterly ridiculous. Okay, let, let's get to a let's, – let's unpack a bunch of things here. Um, Let's start. Well, let's start at the at Draymond and work our way back. It is not ridiculous for a fan base to boo. It is not. You know, you, you're not. There's no giving back Laker tickets. There's no. Like, if you're a Laker fan, you go. So, 
I mean, look, you can make your what, – what are you supposed to do when you – it's not just a ball going in the basket or not going in the basket. It's not a foul or whatever. It's The product is bad. They don't play – it doesn't look like they're connected. It doesn't look like they're playing hard. It's not like one of those like, oh, man, it almost went in. I, I agree you don't boo when you're in college, but that's because they're college kids. It's one of the reasons that – I've always been against the idea of professionalizing collegiate sports. Right? Look at what happened this year at Oklahoma when Spencer Rattler basically became a paid spokesman for the University of Oklahoma. He plays poorly. They start chanting for Caleb. Now, Caleb Williams ended up being way better than him. But the 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 booing and the chanting, like that's stuff that's reserved for professional athletes. If you're not good as a professional – the people who pay to go and watch you have the right to let you know it. Like, I'm okay with booing. It's now name calling and all that stuff. Like, you're getting beat by bad teams by 30 points or by average teams by 30 points. You're not competitive in games. It's not like, hey, man, they fought so hard and they got to one possession. They just missed a shot. They're booing because there's an expectation with the Lakers. Here's the problem with Draymond Green. He has never he he wants to be real. Like, man, I'm real. I'm tough. I've been through it. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. The Lakers next home game. Okay? This is a very, very easy research project. Okay. The Lakers next home game at Staples Center is uh, tomorrow against the Warriors. How much do you think they cost? Just take a a guess there. Like, go to StubHub or whatever, whatever site you want to use and and go find it. All right? And just go click on Lakers against the Warriors. Now, you can get tickets for $192 a piece. Not bad. 300 level tickets. Right. So I'm talking worst seats in the house in the end zone, $194. But that's okay. 300 level, generally, it's about 200 a pop. Okay. And of course, it goes increment. So I want you to imagine that you brought your family, you paid a thousand bucks. Remember, you got four tickets, you got parking, you're a thousand in. Thousand dollars in, right? Plus you play for food, but whatever. And you're wearing your Laker gear. You're looking up. You're seeing Kobe's jersey, whatever. And you look down the floor, and you're told LeBron James, by some people's estimation, is the greatest player to ever play basketball. Russell Westbrook's a former MVP. He's from LA. He comes back home. Dwight Howard should be in the Hall of Fame. Carmelo Anthony should be in the Hall of Fame. And it's not that you're losing. You're getting embarrassed, and you don't feel doesn't look. You can say you care, but it's how you play that feels like you care. And then the other things. And then the fact that all these guys have played for other teams, so they're not tried and true Lakers. They're just not. The the equity that was earned by LeBron and Anthony Davis, and there's only a handful of guys, Dwight Howard, in the championship team from two years ago is basically gone. And the biggest issue I think I have is with 
people projecting all of the problems being elsewhere. Well, it's about the fans. Well, it's about the coach. Well, it's about the league. Well, it's like, no, it's not. It's just about you guys. And, and what I find to be not just embarrassing intellectually, but just embarrassing when I, I like arguments that make sense. An argument that makes sense. If you want to tell me that LeBron James is the greatest player ever because he makes everyone around him better, that's great. Here's the problem. What about two of the four years he's been in L.A. when they've been an abject disaster? What about, you know, like, I get it. Anthony Davis got hurt last year. He was still there. Why are the why do the arguments have to be so one-sided? Why do we have to do the political? The, the greatest thing is, like, I remember when Lenny Wilkins retired. Lenny Wilkins was the all-time winningest NBA head coach. You're like, wow, he's won more games than anybody else. Do you know what else Lenny Wilkins was? He was also the losingest NBA head coach of all time. So, again, if we wanted to do that thing where we were doing to what what LeBron James's sycophants think we should do is only say Lenny Wilkins is the winningest coach of all time and completely dismiss all the losses. LeBron James can absolutely get credit for winning a championship and being a leader two years ago in the bubble. No question. He deserves the proper amount of respect and credit. But equal credit and respect should go to the fact that he's been in L.A. for four years. Two of them have been an abject disaster, mostly because of his own meddling as wannabe GM. The first year and this year. And last year, we're told it's because Anthony Davis got hurt. And it might be. But they they folded up like a cheap pup tent after talking all kinds of ish in game three. That's what happened. And so Draymond can sit there and, and be on his high horse and be like, man, how can you boo these players? When Laker fans are sitting there going like, we have a standard here. They're not playing up to the standard. Booing is tame. Booing is acceptable. I'm not a boo guy when sit there and boo, but I do understand if you're a longtime Laker fan and the guy who came in to take the throw, take the mantle from Kobe Bryant wants you to believe he's the greatest player ever and the Clippers without their two stars come in and house them by 30 and you want me to cheer for this guy after paying a thousand bucks to sit in the worst seat in Staples Center? F you. That's what they're saying. And the nicest way to say it is, boo. They're not even, it's, it's, it's not as if they're booing because you didn't win a championship. It's not that they're booing because you lost in game seven in the finals. It's not because you lost in the second round of the, of, of the NBA playoffs. They're booing because you're playing marginal teams like the Pelicans, where you trade away half of your team to get Anthony Davis. They're a below 500 team without their best young player, and they come in and they ring you up by 30. And then a couple nights later, you play the Clippers, who historically are a laughingstock in comparison to the Lakers, and don't have their two stars, and they ring you up by 30. And the, the pushback is, how could they possibly boo? My pushback would be, thank God that's all they did. The Lakers are an abject disaster. 
It's not because of the losses. It's because of the way in which they're losing. The lack of energy, cohesiveness, support for each other. They're not a team. And if you want to, and I would, look, if you want to tell me LeBron James, when he won a championship, was the greatest leader of all time. That's what Laker guy who works in the front office, that's what they told him. Man, this guy's an unbelievable leader. He motivated our team. He got us to that championship. We were were floundering in the bubble, and he he kept us together. Great. But if that's who you are, why aren't you that guy when things aren't going well? Are you just a front runner like some of these fans? You can get credit for all the great things. But that doesn't mean you can avoid blame for when the things go poorly. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. you got to be 21, present in Colorado. Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you wondered why there has been a bit of an exodus, some of the older coaches in college athletics, uh, take a listen to this soundbite. This is Cliff Kingsbury on with Pat McAfee talking about the idea of going back to college. I tell everybody, and I'm not just making this up, I would do anything before I went back to that. Like, I would do any job. Yeah, it's full-time now with the social media, and you're either tweeting, calling, FaceTiming, and there's, like, this constant anxiety because if you're not doing it, the university down the street is, you know, and it just never goes away. So this part, when you're done with the football, you're done. You go live your life. College, it just never goes away. Uh, it never goes away. You know, what's interesting about that is uh, Cliff now got his contract extension. But what's crazy is, I mean, it was pretty obvious that Eric Burkhart planted it, <laughs> right? Where he, where where Cliff, not very long ago, was somebody was trying to float him as a candidate for the Oklahoma job. Pretty obvious now. There's no leverage. He doesn't want to go back. Now, look, the reality is that college coaching used to be 25% was the actual coaching. Now it feels like 10% is the actual coaching. But what what Cliff talks about, how all-encompassing a job it is, is real. Is real. And there, there's some disconnecting with fans and and actually, you know, college sports haters were like, well, why does that guy get all that money? Do you have any idea how many different things you have to do? Other than just coach football. And you got to coach football. Let's get you to Dan Byer and find out what else is going on. DB, what do you got? All right, there we go. Bunch going on in the National Football League. Dallas Cowboys expected to release wide receiver Omari Cooper if they can't trade the wide receiver. That's according to multiple reports. Dallas Morning News reported last night that the team would likely part with Cooper one way or another. New York Network, uh, NFL Network, excuse me, saying New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley not likely to be traded while the Chiefs are working on a contract extension with wide receiver Tyreek Hill. College Hoops, Doug, Missouri Valley quarterfinals. Arch Madness is here. Northern Iowa topped Illinois State in the quarterfinal 78-65. to 
Mavericks guard Luka Doncic questionable to play Saturday against the Kings because of a toe injury. The Cleveland Cavaliers are at the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time in our Discover Card key matchup brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. At the Arnold Palmer Invitational, second round play, Rory McIlroy has moved back into the lead, sharing that lead with Victor Hovland, both at 9 under par. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. And Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports and the Athletics says the MLBPA expected to work on a response for the most recent CBA proposal made by baseball's owners. We'll be back to the Doug Gottlieb show in a moment, but first a word from Indeed. Hiring, heating up? Indeed's hiring platform may makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed, whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn is our guest. Uh, if you're up in the morning, you got to check out Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Uh, Joe is Jonas Knox. He hosts that show. LeVar Arrington is one of the pros. The other is Brady Quinn. Of course, former superstar quarterback in Notre Dame, first-round draft pick in the NFL. You see him as an analyst on Fox and on CBSSports.com. And he joins us live from the NFL Combine. Uh, Brady, we've talked to somebody from the Combine every day, and it does feel like the noise is growing louder that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. But until it actually happens, it's all just rumor. But you're tied in. Do you think that's what happens, that Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, return to the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, I think there is three things that were uh, pretty essential to him coming back that are in the works. And uh, honestly, from my understanding, it didn't have to do with money for him, even though that does make it a little bit sweeter uh, to sweeten the pot. It was Tom Clemens first, which got hired back as the quarterback coach. He was there for, I think, a decade, uh, starting in 2006 to 2016, if my recollection is correct. He's got a great relationship with him. He was there at an earlier part in his career, helped him you know, grow and, and go win a Super Bowl. And they, he wanted him back, and they got him back. So he's there now. The next step is Devontae Adams. It's uh, presumed that the Packers are going to put the franchise tag on him, but he wants them to get a long-term deal so one of his playmakers can get paid. Uh, so that'll be the next step, which obviously that, that will take a little longer course. But I think if Devontae Adams and Rodgers are in communication, which clearly they are, he'll probably give them a sense that that's coming closer. And then the final piece of Randall Cobb, um, Aaron Rodgers has a close relationship with them. There was no secret as to why the Packers brought him on last year. Um, they know the cap number is high, but they still want to make sure that he somehow stays a part of the roster. Uh, that one may be a little bit more negotiable, but the reality is, He'd like him to be a part of the roster as well going into next year. So those were kind of the things that I think were requests from Rodgers, and it sounds like they're all going to line up and it will be laid out for him uh, to come back, if indeed that's what he wants to do. Which, look, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's going to tell you that staying in Green Bay with what they have and that path through the NFC North uh, might be the much easier path than trying to jump to the AFC with all those great young quarterbacks we're seeing now. Brady Quinn's our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. What about Russell Wilson? Does he remain in Seattle? I think it's going to be harder to move on from Russ, and probably cooler heads have prevailed uh, since last year when there was a thought, or at least his agent put it out there, that he might want to play for a few of their teams and and try to search around the market. Uh, But where does he end up going? I mean, some of those teams that looked like viable options for him 
uh, now either drafted a quarterback or, or made kind of a different decision or maybe just kind of moved on at this point. Uh, maybe there's still some teams that are interested, but it's going to take a boatload of picks for Seattle to move on from Russell Wilson. This is not a good draft class of quarterbacks that are going to come in and give you the same thing you got in Russell Wilson. Uh, they know that. And this free agent class isn't great either. So they find themselves in this pickle where they've got to get through working together for another year. And obviously he's under contract for two more years. Uh, so the reality is they, I wouldn't be shocked if core heads didn't prevail, if they didn't sign an extension, he stays in Seattle. Uh, but the reality is it would take probably three ones plus a couple of twos or maybe even four ones, something like that to move Seattle off that position and then and appease Russell Wilson. Remember, he has a no trade clause. So he's got to be comfortable with the team that he would be getting trades to. Otherwise, that's not going to work. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Brady Quinn. What's your take on Kyler Murray and how uh, his agent and he have handled this offseason thus far? Um, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting, the timing of uh, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury getting an extension. Uh, that, that was kind of odd. But, uh, look, a lot of the things that his agent said were true. Uh, I don't know about his dad and some of the stuff that's come out in regards to Kyler Murray, and, and I don't really know him that well other than covering for a year when he was at Oklahoma and calling some of the games that he played in. And for the times I was around him, there's a few things that kind of make you, I I don't know, uh, turn your head a little bit and and kind of give that side eye uh, with some comments that he would make. Uh, But he's also an extremely confident individual in his abilities and what he can do. And I think if if you laid out the path of a guy who is a offensive rookie of the year and a two-time Pro Bowl, you'd say, all right, all right, how's the team doing? Well, they all seem to be moving in the right direction. And if the thought process is, if you give him that extension now, it's going to be cheaper than a year from now. And if you give him the ability to work in the type of cap space to keep a Chandler Jones, to keep an A.J. Green, to keep a Christian Kirk, to keep some of these playmakers that I think he wants around him, uh, it makes sense. So uh, I know it may be a year early in some people's minds, but the truth of the matter is, if you, the sooner you do it, the cheaper it ends up being. Otherwise, you get in a scenario where if Lamar Jackson does his deal, if Baker Mayfield gets an extension, if all these other quarterbacks who are potentially up for an extension get theirs, he's going to be looking to compete with that sort of money. And I don't know if you want to be in that bidding war if you're the Arizona Cardinals. You know, why not try to get him something now and then allow him to work and continue to build on what you've had so far? Because I really saw this as a relationship of, of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury being there together. And if things didn't work out, they both would be gone. But if Kingsbury's getting the extension, do you think Kyle would be getting that as well? Uh, yeah, but would the pushback be Cliff's coming up on the last year of his deal? Kyler's after three years, you got the fifth, year, you got the fourth year, the fifth year option. Then of course you still have franchise tax. Like it's a, it's a, it's a different argument in terms of length of contract, right? And and yeah, but but the reality is for for that is if next year is this prove it year. If you're saying, okay, after next year, we're not going to extend Kyler Murray, we're going to try to move him or salvage what we can, right? Uh, then what are you doing with Cliff? I mean, he's going to, going to become a free agent. He's not going to be renewed either. So even though the contract says what it does, it, it doesn't matter. They're a tandem. They're working in unison with one another. You know, Steve Cobb, I think, identified early on, Kyler Murray was the pick. Who's the best potential candidate to come in and get the most out of Kyler Murray? Probably a guy who openly displayed his love for Kyler Murray before he became the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and so once that happened, I just think they've always been lockstep, regardless of how many years are left on either one of those deals. Um, do you think Kyler Murray is that good? Like, how good is he? Because, I, I, look, he looked like a completely different guy when they didn't have New Hopkins. And he was awful in the playoffs. But some of that, 
by by most guys like yourselves that truly know football comes down to hey the system uh, is is too predictable. The system is too kind of rudimentary for the NFL. What's your what's your eval as a former NFL starting quarterback and a guy who does it for a living on how good Kyler Murray actually is? Well, one, I think he's very unique, and I think he's really good. I mean, he's the type of guy that we, we everyone looks at his passing stats because we all talk about being a passing league, got to play from the pocket. You got to account for the fact that he's going to rush for 500 plus yards a year. He's going to probably at least score five touchdowns on the ground a year. He's got that sort of ability to hurt you with his legs. So you, you have to include that, too. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's in, the, in, in his own right, his own type of rusher. Um, but the things you say, though, about their offense are real, and they're concerns that I have. Because as much as people want to say, well, they've tailed off in the second half of seasons, you can go back and look at Cliff Kingsbury's record back at Texas Tech and that happening. Uh, and so clearly they're not making the adjustments and building on their system, their offense, the way they need to. Um, you know, them bringing on Zach Ertz to me was like a huge, huge sign of, Cliff Kingsbury trying to adapt and adjust because if you go they back to his they don't time use tight end. Tech, right, they don't use tight ends. Yeah, yeah, they never use them. So, you know, I think he's good enough. I think he's a guy you'd give an extension to. I, I just I look at it in my mind and say, um, they've they've got to figure out some things with the coaching staff first on getting some of these guys back because if if you don't have Hopkins, you know, he's a true difference maker. He really is within the system. I think for Kyler Murray or any young quarterback in this league, look at the impact of Jamar Chase this year for Joe Burrow. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, now these quarterbacks, all we're told is, hey, this draft, not a great quarterback draft. Is there a, a franchise, is there a starting quarterback in this draft? I think there's four guys who I find really intriguing that can be starting quarterbacks. Now, I'll always tell you, situation and circumstance are paramount because I think Trevor Lawrence is better than all of them. And yet, look what happened in his first year, which was an absolute circus there in Jacksonville. So it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're thrown into that sort of dumpster fire, you're not going to be able to overcome it. Um, that being said, Kenny Pickett is who I think is the best in this class. He's the safest pick. You ask all the guys here he's thrown to, and they think he throws the best ball. Uh, I'm not concerned about his small hand size. It seems to spin it just, well, just fine enough. And he played in his college ball in an NFL stadium. So the inclement weather is not really a factor in my mind. Malik Willis has the most upside. Now, he didn't run here, so we don't know what exactly his 40 time is, but he's got a big arm. He looked pretty solid. He's interviewed well. Uh, and I think he's somewhere around that 4 6 or below that. So he's going to you know, play an impact in the rushing attack. But he's raw. And I don't know that that system at Liberty is going to translate very well to the NFL. So there could be a learning curve. Sam Howell's the most interesting quarterback to me. I thought he threw well. He showcases athleticism. He had to carry a team that lost its best two running backs, top two wide receivers, and didn't have as great of a year. But the reality was he was the only thing holding that whole thing together. Uh, he's got a strong arm. He can make all the throws. I think he's probably a little bit more of an athletic Baker Mayfield. That's how he strikes me, uh, maybe without some of the antics. Uh, so he's another guy I really like. And a guy, Doug, I hate to admit, uh, just because he, he beat Notre Dame this year, is Desmond Ritter, who along the course of his you know past, or really his career since Natty, but even this process, from this year to the Senior Bowl to now at the Combine, he looks more and more comfortable the way he's throwing the football, dropping back from under center, um, things he wasn't really asked to do. He's one of the more athletic quarterbacks who also is going to impact the rushing attack. And he's just got a moxie about him. And so those are the four guys that I'm looking at saying, I think they'll all go in the, four, the first round. I think they all have the potential chance, depending on how organizations build out around them, to be the guy for the future. Awesome stuff, Brady. Just amazing stuff. Now, hand size isn't about Like, he's got... The, he would have the smallest hands in the NFL. It doesn't bother you at all. 
It doesn't bother me because he wears gloves. The, the glo- I would put it this way. I have 10 and a quarter inch hands. Okay. And if I were to wear, you know, if you had eight and a half inch hands like he does, if you have gloves on, you're going to have a better grip with gloves than I will with my bare hands. And so that's the reality of it is with today's technology and the glove technology, it doesn't play a factor whatsoever as far as his grip for ball security and all that. Now, inclement weather is the only thing that gets a little odd because you, you have to have different gloves on for that. And so how he throws with that and how that would change. That could be an issue, but again, he's thrown in that. He's dealt with that before, having been at Pitt for so long. So it just—it's not a big issue for me. I just think the problem is, Doug, is you know we look into hand size, and the guy—you know—people think he's got a small hand, and they try to correlate that with something else. And so I just—I feel like we make too big of a deal about it, but that's the reality of it. Listen, that's that's for small hand guy. That's for small hand guy to try and combat. That's not that's that's not our that's not our issue. Brady, you're the best. Thanks for joining us, bro. <laughs> Anytime, Doug. Thanks for having me. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation for your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Look, it's fine. He'll go get gloves in the kids section. It's fine. Do I think LeBron James will switch numbers again this season? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines of World of Sports, Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan... By your, what do you have? Doug, the game we have today is, all right, looking ahead, Psychic, with 18 games to go and being five games back of the sixth seed in the East, will the Brooklyn Nets have to play in the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference? Okay, how many games left to go? So they've played 64, so they have 18. They have 18. They are five games back of the Cavaliers, who are currently in the uh, sixth spot. So 18 games left, five games back. And the Raptors are sandwiched in between them. Five games back of the Cavaliers. Uh, no, they will not play in the plan. Oh, you think they're going to make it? Make yeah. a surge. Surge? They'll make a surge, Ibaka? Yeah. <laughs> he and the Bucks right now in the fourth spot in the East. Psychic, will LeBron James switch numbers again in his career. This six doesn't seem to be good luck in a Lakers uniform. Will we see LeBron James, not in a different uniform, but in a different number in his career? No. Going to stay with six. Maybe just go back to the 23. Maybe that's the whole reason why they are uh, falling apart. That that could be it. I mean, that that is some great super sleuth work out of you. (laughs) Psychic, it's something we talked about earlier this week, but I'm curious what your crystal ball says. Will John Morant of the Grizzlies finish in the top three of MVP voting? I believe he will. I believe he will. I don't think he's going to win it. I'm, I'm with you. I understand that he... They didn't look good when he was um, uh, when when he was out, right? I mean, they did play well when he was out, so it gives credence to the whole idea of hey, it, you know, he scores a bunch of points but doesn't affect winning. But the truth is, yeah, I I think he's I think he's become a thing, and and he's 
Look, I think, what do you do with Luca, who wasn't great to start the season, but over the last 20 games has been the best player in the league? I don't know what you do there. But I definitely believe there will be um, at least some discussion of um, of John Morant getting an MV, getting the MVP, and because of that, I think he'll finish in the top three or four. I, I, it's going to be close. I think the answer is yes. Psychic. Will Coach K cry after tomorrow's final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium? Yeah. Mm, of course you will. Going to see some tears, huh? Mm-hmm. Going to see an emotional Coach K waving goodbye to the fans. And then he'll be at the first I game. Love, I love Duke. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Duke. By the way, I have an all. I have a, a all ball podcast. Jay Stu, we dropping it today or tomorrow? When's it, when's the first one dropping? TBD. It will be today. Yep, mm. will be today. So, um, it's really good. I mean, uh, Steve Wojciechowski joined me. We talked for probably about three hours. We're going to cut it up into three or four different ones. Really, really good. Psychic. Who wins Arch Madness? Yeah, going on right now, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. Northern Iowa advanced to the semis earlier today. Loyola leading Bradley as we speak in the first half. You also have Drake and Missouri State who had solid seasons. Who wins Arch Madness in St. Louis? Uh, Who wins Arch Madness? Yes. Mm, Northern Iowa. All right, you and I. They have uh, hey, they've already taken the first step by winning earlier today. Psychic. Will more Major League Baseball games be canceled? Uh, yes, yes. Psychic. Yes, okay. Psych. Are you reading something? No. Okay. Okay. I'm, was... I'm trying. I'm like trying to like I... <laughs> answer the question. Okay. I, I, did you want me? To, I can't tell you how many. Okay. But there will be more. The owners have like. All right, we they don't appear to be trying to engage and have any further discussions. So it feels to me like they want to cancel some more. I don't know what the number is, though. All right, Psychic. Will Saquon Barkley be traded by the Giants this offseason? Door was opened earlier this week. Now I, report saying it's no, not likely. No, yeah. no, no. And finally, Psychic, will Bengals kicker Evan McPherson have to face any consequences for taking in the halftime show at Super Bowl 56? For those that may have missed it, the Bengals special teams coach uh, told The Athletic that it was a real sore subject that McPherson was spotted on camera during the halftime show. Darren Simmons, the special teams coordinator, made those comments. Will there be any uh, consequences for McPherson? Uh, A noogie. A noogie. (laughs) And maybe maybe, um, an atomic sit-up. Oh, boy. Um, Oh, geez. and And potentially... Potentially that uh, I don't know what the name is for that spit thing that your big brother used to do to a little oh, brother. Yeah, they, they with the loogie. Yeah, yeah. yeah and right before it hits you, they loogie it back up. Yeah, th- those are. I mean, these are. This is how you settle things. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's not that big a thing, but I mean, like, look, had he not, had he missed the field goal. At the end of the game, which he didn't attempt, then it would have been a bigger thing. Should the Cowboys release Amari Cooper? I'll tell you next the Doug Gottlieb Show.